Hello, everyone. I'm Kitty. And I'm Chelsea, and this is You Can't Stop Me Loving K-Pop, a proud member of the geek to geek Media Network. On this week's episode, we are talking about the solo artist, songwriter, actress, gorgeous angel, IU. I mean, that is what she is. <laughs> yes. Um, but before we get into that, Katie, what have you been up to? Um, I actually haven't been doing too much K-pop related stuff. It's kind of sad, but I did, I've been listening to Victon a lot. I saw them during K-Contact and I was, like, I've listened to them before, but that was the first time I saw them perform and then they were on, like, they did the meet and greet thing with Eric Nam and I was dying. Like, I keep sending you posts too because, like, I I picked a bias and all of a sudden now I'm seeing him everywhere and it's, Victon's a lot to, like, yeah. handle. So that's where I am um, with that. Uh, I bought a tiny gin puzzle. I don't know if I've talked about this before I'm on this sure. show. Maybe. But I went to a K-pop music store for the first time in like three months since like we went to stay at home or whatever. It was like literally like I went to the store that was actually the last place, one of the last places I visited during like before lockdown. And then I went there with one of my friends. Um last weekend or something um and i bought the bts like they came out with these puzzles i didn't know i needed a bts puzzle but i did yes um yeah and i bought the gin puzzle and let me tell you 180 pieces doesn't sound like it's going to be a hard puzzle until you take it out of the box and realize that the 180 pieces the pieces are like half an inch or like a quarter inch large and you're like trying you're like this looks like his hair but it's really his shirt <laughs> and you can't tell the difference um it took me an embarrassing amount of time to put the puzzle together <laughs> so i'm never taking the puzzle apart i don't blame you yeah so he just sits on my desk but it's a really cute puzzle because jen's wearing glasses and looks like a teacher or a college student it's from version four of the, isn't it? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Of nice. uh, Map of the Soul. Yeah. Seven. Um, let's see. I watched this week's Run BTS, which was really funny because I love when they play like computer games or something because they get super extra about it and they get really angry and really competitive. And it's really mm -hmm. funny just how bad certain people are. Like RM's real bad. He's so bad. Like, even Sugar was like, I'm bad, but, like, you're worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. Um, oh, my God. Yoongi and Namjoon were just, like, really, really bad at it. It was really funny. And then you've got Jungkook, who's, like, sitting there just, like, being real quiet and is just, like, winning every single time. And you're like... Oh, he, he was sitting there like nothing was happening. He was just like, oh, one cool gonna drink some water now like basically <laughs> like i mean tay was doing the same thing so i'm not mm -hmm. but like Jin, super loud obviously uh j-hope super loud obviously sugar and <laughs> and them doing like they're both like all everybody was super loud and then jungkook is just sitting there like oh boom boom win <laughs> first place cool got it I can't wait till the next episode. I love those ones. Um, mm -hmm. And then I watched the next episode of Finding Stray Kids, which was really funny. Like, I don't know if you've watched any of the episodes of the show, 
yet. yet. No. Okay. It's like it's had it's had its moments where like some things happened, but um, in this last episode, they were playing games where if they won, they were able to steal the like because they're playing for uh, gods. So like they're pretending to be like different gods that they made up for the mm-hmm. show. And each god has a different outfit. And some outfits, not that great. Especially the JYP god outfit is the clear plastic pants. Oh. (laughs) And Hyunjin is the person who ended up with that. Because Banchan was like, he had both. Like this, like one costume and another one. And he gave Hyunjin the bad one. Like the JYP (laughs) plastic pants one. And mm-hmm. so Hyunjin ended up winning one of the things and everybody was like, please don't take mine because nobody wanted to be that god. And he mm-hmm. looks right at Banchan and he was like, I'm going to switch with the person who did this to me to begin with. And Chan was just like, oh, God, what have I done? Please don't. Don't do this. And he just walks over and rips the because it was Velgrode onto his chest, the name rips the name off and slaps the other one on him. And then Chan <laughs> just sort of like passed out. Oh my god. It was really funny. But like by the end of the episode they were all wearing their god costumes. Hyunjin nice. ended up getting the plastic pants back. Oh no. Yeah. But honestly, he looked better than he should have in them. Like yeah. it was really sad because he was just standing there like outside of the office, like with his arms crossed, wearing like the plastic pants with the shorts underneath it. And just not happy about it, like, at all. <laughs> but Felix is wearing this, like, shirt that has money all over it. And, like, nice. he's wearing, like, a bucket hat. I think he's wearing a bucket hat. He might not be. But he was, like, wearing these glasses that were, like, dollar signs. Like, he looked so... It was such a bad costume, but he looked so good in it. It was really stupid. Like... Oh, man. Your guy, he was wearing pants... <laughs> that belted like up to his like chest what it was and it had the biggest zipper i've ever seen in my life i was dying i was laughing so hard like oh my god you should watch it it's such a funny show it definitely should yeah okay that's like literally all i've been doing besides just like listening to albums i already talked about previously nice um i my week's very similar i Mainly have been prepping for this episode, which took a very long time. But other than that, um, I've been listening to Monster by Irene and Silgi, which is from, they're from Red Velvet. Uh, They came out with like a subunit EP and my God, it is good. Nice. (laughs) So good. Very highly anticipated. um, And it definitely lived up to the hype. The, the music video is, like, fire. Fire. Um, I don't know much about Red Velvet at all, so I kind of went into it very blind. But I very much enjoyed it. It was good. It was good. And, yeah, I've just kind of been listening to all my usual stuff as well. I don't know where the week went. It just, poof, went by. I don't know. But, yeah. But anyways, let's jump into our, you know, news segment. AT's uh, dropped comeback photos all this week and their first diary teaser. I know you've got a ton of theories or you've been like going down the theory rabbit hole. 
<laughs> Do you want to give us a tiny peek at some of those? So AT's theories are my favorite. Yeah. So like I love BTS theories, obviously, like because a lot of their stuff is like deep and connected to different stuff. But like AT's is more of this like deep storyline kind of thing mm-hmm. that people just like the smartinese. That's what they call them, the ones who come <laughs> up with the theories. But yes. what people are guessing right now is that this album is taking place before mm-hmm. Pirate King, before Treasure, before the first album. Okay. Um. So the most accurate theory that I think, like, that I'm fully on board with is that if you watch the first teaser, so, like, it's like a diary teaser kind of thing, and it's Hong Joon, and he sees the the man in the black fedora, right? Mm-hmm. For the first, and it looks like he's terrified of him. And I saw a theory is that someone thinks that this is the very first time that Hong Joon has seen the the like holities like version of mm. them, which is why he looks so terrified. Because if you go back to the um answer music video, mm-hmm. right? The last from the last comeback, and you watch when they're sitting across the table from each other, they don't look scared of mm-hmm. one another. So people are thinking that like this is the first time because they think that what happened is that like Hong Joon made a deal with like him to mm-hmm. try to save everybody yeah. and like there's also like other things going on thinking that like Sa- it's San Yoseng and Young control time possibly because in the uh, group teaser photo the first one that we saw they're all wearing the same bracelet and they're the only ones with like their sleeve pulled up with the bracelet and they were also the only um three that were on the uh hourglass in the answer music video and then obviously we keep seeing the hourglass and like also we've been note like you can see that time is going backwards in the hourglass like the sand is going up rather than down nice there's gonna be so much more i'm so excited (laughs) (laughs) that'll probably be a future episode then when that comeback comes out oh my god yeah because like the way that they've been able to, like, connect all the storylines, plus they released those, like, animated drawings with the story with it, too. And people were saying that they think maybe each member of ATs could have a solo song that maybe that each of the names of those, like, of those drawings, like, references, like, the title of a solo song or the title of a song. I don't know. People are just throwing stuff out there, seeing what sticks, and I'm here for all of it. Awesome. Uh, so Pac-Man by Jay from Day6 came out, and the music video is on YouTube, and the song is on SoundCloud, and the music video just hit a million views, and it's really, really good. People were really trying good. super hard to hit a million views, and when it did, he did a a Twitter Q&A thing. Aw. Yeah. That's cool. He was very shocked that, like, because it's, it's the first one, first video that he's released, like, if you haven't seen it or listened to the song, like, he used to talk about how 50 Proof was his favorite song, but everybody else liked Pac-Man, and I get it. Like, 50 Proof is really good, but, like, like I get it why everybody likes Pac-Man. The lyrics are so, so good. The way he sings it, like, 
and it's so so simple music video where he's like in a tunnel singing and his rage is just like i could talk about how amazing jay is forever because he needs like to be praised like people need to talk Mm -hmm. about jay more like day six is amazing but like like seriously like jay come on like i need i always need more jay always absolutely uh, Big Matthew, a.k.a. BM, from Card, now has a podcast with Dive Studios called Get Real. Um, he hosts the podcast with Ashley from Ladies Code and, uh, you know? It's Peniel from Peniel. B2B. I thought it was BTOB, but it's B2B. I'm real bad at, like, oh, very good. names. Well, it's, it's, I'm always excited for more BM. He's hysterical. <laughs> He's ridiculous. <laughs> Did you see the video that I sent where where BM was talking about Felix from Stray Kids? No. Oh, no. Yes, 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 yes. Where yes. he, like, Googled, aggressively Googled how old Felix was. And then he goes, boy, I went through a different kind of puberty. It was really <laughs> <Yes>. funny. <laughs> I love, I love, I love BM. He's, like, an amazing human. And, yeah. Just, he is. He's... I love him. <laughs> Um, Eric Nam's new album will be released on July 30th. I think he posted that like on all his socials and everything. That's exciting. He also texted everybody. It was really awkward. Oh. I got a text message. It's really funny because like when you get the text messages from Eric, right? Like yeah. sometimes they seem like he's just texting you, which mm-hmm. I know he's not, but it like feels like that because he was like, by the way, my album comes out on the 30th. And I was like, you personally just told me that your album, I'm like, oh no, you didn't. You really didn't. But like, wow, thanks, Eric. But thanks, Eric. I always text back because apparently he ain't a bot. It's really him. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he'll ever text me back, but a girl can hope. He's probably got a lot to go through. So he's just got to pick random ones. Text me back, Eric. No. <laughs> She's calling you out here. Uh, rumor has it the BTS might be dropping another comeback in August. Uh, there was a sm- sm- what? How do you say it? Smeraldo flower shop blog made a post for the first time in over two years. I don't know what is that like, is. So. Apparently, I think I just saw random bits on Twitter. Apparently, whenever this is done, it typically means that there's a comeback within a certain time. So the last time they. They did it around this time. One dropped in August. Um, yeah, it, it apparently is just like a, a tease that a comeback might be coming. I mean, August could roll around and we're all clowns, but you know. I mean, at this point, I can't trust anything. Exactly. <laughs> so. um, Itzy ha- announced or showed teaser photos of their light stick thing. Um, it's a ring like that it's almost like you hold it like a tambourine but it's a lighted up ring i'm here for it i mean it looks really pretty when it's mounted on the wall it like comes with like a wall mount where you can have it be like a mood light and everything it's really pretty but i feel like someone's gonna get whacked at a concert (laughs) i mean at the end of the day like like, then again, all light sticks, I feel like, are yeah somewhat dangerous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can hit anyone in the face. Like, like yeah. what is it? One of our friends talked about how one t- when she was at the first BTS concert she went to, like somebody mm-hmm. was like waving their light stick, and then one of them got hit in the back of the head with the globe part of the light stick because it had mm-hmm. broken off. 
Oh, true, 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 yeah. And we know that NCT breaks their light sticks on a very regular basis. Yes. So. No, but it looks it looks really cool. It looks pretty. It's just definitely not, I think, what anyone expected. And there was a lot of really funny memes going around about it. But, you know, I'm here for it. Will I get it? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, Young K came out with another cover. Um, it's Love Someone. It's by a country artist, isn't it? It's like Lucas something. I I couldn't yeah. see the name as I was like writing it down. I didn't click on the video. No, it's okay. Um, did you watch it? I haven't had a chance to watch it. I have not watched it, and I feel really bad about it. I'm I, yeah. I'm I need everyone go watch it. <laughs> uh, Monster X online show is going to be postponed to August due to Shonu recovering from his emergency eye surgery. Um, he is okay. They just can't perform at the minute which is fair enough i'm glad that they're waiting the the bro had a detached retina like what i, I was the gonna heck? say like give him time to heal <laughs> they are they're like because they like postponed some stuff and then they came out with like an announcement they were like oh we're postponing the concert and i'm like yeah yeah dude <laughs> um Taman fractured his wrist his comeback will be postponed for a bit while he heals up can everyone chill I feel like there's just been so much injury this year. <laughs> and I don't even know what Taman was doing, but he like straight up just like fractured his wrist and like Ow. the shiny Twitter account like had posted that his comeback uh was gonna be postponed and then his like vlog, new episodes of his vlog were gonna be postponed. Um mm. but then he did like an Instagram live or something because he was going to like go pick up uh one W like the mm-hmm. other guy the he just got out of the military like yeah. early they like released him early like he was still in service but like he wasn't like in his place anymore mm-hmm. something like that gotcha and then stray kids dropped a music video for easy i'm i mean can you are they gonna drop a music video for every song because please i mean i'm not mad about it i mean no, not mad at all can they drop a music video for phobia Oh my god. I said that last time because when we recorded like our last episode they had dropped the music video for Blueprint and now mm-hmm. they did this one. And exactly. they, and they don't tell anybody. They just drop it and you're like, "Oh, <laughs> Stray Kids put a new music video?" <laughs> I know it just drops and you're like, "Ah, panic." <laughs> yeah. But I enjoyed it. Um all right, perfect. So that moves us into our main topic. So once again, we are talking about the solo artist IU. If you haven't heard of her, I'm shocked because she is extremely well known in the K-pop um, world. Uh, she's collabed with just about every artist. Uh, she is a favorite to many. Uh, professionally known as IU, she was born May 16th, 1993. Uh, she has the nickname of, in Korea of Nation's Little Sister or Nation's Sweetheart. Uh, prior to her debut... Lowen coined her stage name IU, deriving it from the phrase I and you to symbolize the unifying force of music between people. Which is interesting. I didn't know that until this episode. <laughs> I mean, it's perfect for her because she is literally everyone's sweetheart. She's my sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Um, IU came from a poorer background and worked to really come out of it. Uh, when she was in seventh grade, she decided she wanted to become a singer. 
She went on many, many auditions, including one for JYP, and she failed that audition, which later JYP himself said that he was going to fire whoever let her go. I mean... (laughs) That's a big loss, let me tell you. (laughs) I mean, I'd be disappointed, too. Definitely. Um, She signed with Cacao M, which is uh, formerly... Lowen Entertainment in 2007 as a trainee and debuted as a singer at the age of 15. So very young. She's been around for a long time. She's debuted in 2008. So that's over 10 years being in the career. Um, She is known for being very kind to her fans. IU is close with many idols, including Susie Jaeyoung of Tara, A-Pink's Yoonji, and is best friends with actress Yu Ina, and they actually have a special nickname called I Yu Ina, which is so cute. They're apparently like the best of friends, and like everyone's obsessed with their friendship. It's great. Um, Yu Ina is her muse, and she gets inspired by her, and they take many trips together. That's so cute, isn't it? Uh, she loves the color purple, cool weather, raw fish, sweet potato. Uh, she knows how to play the guitar, um, although she also knows how to play, like, the piano, the flute. Um, I think there was even clips of her playing the drums. Girl, girl knows how to do it all. Um, she prefers to be alone rather in a crowd. And IU is one of the highest earning celebrities with many, many endorsements. She is incredibly generous philanthropist, giving a lot of money to scholarships for kids and even paying college tuition for handful of students so at her um high school she sets up a scholarship to uh help kids that graduate to go on to college and that's really cool dang yeah so moving on to her music career she debuted with an ep called lost and found which was released september 23rd 2008 the title track for that was lost child now i had you um watch two performances of this there was her m countdown performance which was her very first performance um the reason i had you watch that is because the audience was shouting insults at her and it was such like you could just see how awful it was like the audience was being to her that it was truly affecting her performance and imagine like that being your debut stage and people are like yelling at you like, the poor girl, she was doing so well, and then you could just see her, like, near breakdown by the end. It, it just felt so bad. It was really sad. Like, because she started out strong, and then you could hear, like, some stuff in the background. And then, um, like, her singing got, like, you could tell that, like, she was, like, really scared or nervous or upset. She was getting, like, shaky. Yeah. Yeah. And then... And then when her performance ended, you heard people, like, screaming things. It didn't even sound like anybody was clapping or anything. Mm-mm. And I was reading some of the comments on the music video, and people were saying that they were, like, calling her fat and calling her a pig and, like, a bunch of other stuff, which is just awful. She was Horrible. 15. 15 people. Exactly. And, like, like, you just don't treat people that way. It takes a lot to go out there and you know, train and debut and like your very first live performance is of course you're going to be a nervous wreck. I know it's just like, 
Some of the comments were like, if she's fat, then I'm a dinosaur. And I was like, yeah, same. Yeah, I feel like, that. <laughs> give me a I know. break. So, but IU looks back on this performance as a beneficial experience. Um, she did do well for this album or for this EP. She got Rookie of the Month from South Korea's Ministry of Culture, Sports, and Tourism in November 2008. Um, the album didn't do well commercially, but once again, IU looks back on it and basically said it made her appreciate her staff, her growth, and where she is now in her career, which I think is a really great attitude to look at things. Mm-hmm. Um, I also had you watch her second performance, or at least like the the next performance that I could find on YouTube. And that was her performance on music core, which was only two days later. And you can dramatically, I think, see the difference between the one performance to the next. She's like much stronger. She's much more stable in her vocals. The crowd was like cheering for her. You could see the conf like she definitely still had a hesitation to her because she was kind of holding her herself kind of in a protective way. But, like, she was hitting those notes. She was doing a really great job. I actually really like this song. I think it's a good song. I mean, it's really good. It's really, it's odd that this was, like, two days later. Because when I was watching it and look at the dates. And I didn't Mm. realize that they were so close together. Because you can hear such a dramatic difference in her voice. Between the first, her debut performance and this one. And, dang, She's amazing. Like, she went through so much when she first debuted, and she killed it the entire way. And people kept trying to stand in her way, but, like, nah. No, she did it. Like, it takes a lot of guts to have a performance go like that and to keep going. Yeah. You know what I mean? To go back up there. So, so much courage. Um, And then I also put a, a... like a note on here that the music video, I'm not exactly sure when this was released because I couldn't find any accurate information. So the actual music video for this song was put up on YouTube in 2011, even though this song and EP came out in 2008. Um, I don't know if that means that the music video was just made later when she was more popular or if it just didn't get put up onto YouTube because of that reason. But if someone listening knows, please let me know because it was driving me crazy. I was scouring the internet for this information <laughs> and I couldn't find it. So, But she looked like she looked. She looked like she was older, like 15. Did... Well, did she? Yeah. See, I thought, I thought you, it looked in her face, know. like her face. Mm-hmm. Um, like her face, like when she was younger, was a bit more rounded. Like her jaw wasn't as sharp as like it is now. Mm-hmm. So, like, her face looked like she, like she looked similar to the way she did in those two performances. Okay. That could be totally wrong. I mean. No, no. I, I mean, I think you're right. I think um, I think she did look that way. I guess just what confused me is, like, if you, you look at the production quality for that music video versus, like, the next one, I feel like there's, like, a bit of a difference there. And I wasn't quite sure. Yeah, I will say that, like, I was confused because, like, you put them in order, right, of, like, when they came out in the playlist, but, like, this music video was so much, like, it was, like, her debut song, but, like, the quality was so much better, so maybe she did re-record it or redo it again later. Yeah, I'm not, and like I said, the the video itself was posted in 2011, but that could just be 
them reposting it so i'm not sure but once again if anyone knows please tell me <laughs> um so the next uh one is her first full album which was called growing up it was released april 23rd 2009 her title track and music videos that she had for this was boo and this is also confusing <laughs> it's called you know or hey there it's the same in the hangul but it's different translations depending on where you look ah so it's the same song some places they call it you know some places it's hey and specifically the rock version is what she promoted okay so in case anyone else gets confused um what did you think of boo it was cute mm-hmm. it was pretty good like she such a different style right yeah like all of her music videos like she jumps between different styles a lot mm -hmm. so but like coming from like the first song that she sang right which was like this like sad very ballady ballad song to boo which was like completely different it was it was still really good it was just like very very different which is really funny exactly um and then what about hey Hey. I really like Hey. Hey was really good. It was really good. Like, like the rock version. I don't know what that means because Well, if you there's a there's a regular version that's featuring an artist named Mario and it's a bit more poppy. Like it doesn't have quite as hard of a rock sound to it as the rock version does cuz like the rock one starts out like Hey, burner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know the heavy heavy electric guitar or whatever. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Um so she went from promoting Boo to immediately then promoting Hey. So she did like two songs back to back, which is pretty impressive. Um, the song was noted for its stark contrast to her musical style in Lost Child, which was described as like heavy, dark ballad, and then to an 80s like retro sound for Boo. Um this was deemed as a strategic transformation for like the, the dance choreography, the stage costume, her hairstyle. Like you notice like her hairstyle is super short and choppy. They very much went for like a very youthful, cute image, which was very strategic given like her age. Um, but IU was like definitely awkward with this style. Apparently she said it wasn't her favorite, <laughs> um, which I mean, I feel like she like eventually matures into her very own style mm -hmm. which is very different from this but um the next ep is called iu i am it's either i am or i'm uh which is released in november 12th 2009 the title track and music video for this was marshmallow the song is described um to be like a hybrid of the rock and roll like 1960s and french pop style and what did you think of this? I really liked like the marshmallow character person, mm -hmm. which was really cute. It was really funny because like I kept reading through like comments and stuff, and like this song is very popular. Mm -hmm. Like definitely, it's people love this song very much. It's really good, and it's also like she keeps transitioning through different styles too. Yeah, because like even this is different from Boo and Hey, mm -hmm. and Lost. Child. I noticed. So. I feel like this is like the first of her trend of doing very French pop mm -hmm. styles 
Because, like, I feel like there's definitely influences of that throughout her career. She seems to really take to, like, the French style or, I don't know. Um, IU recalls disliking this promotion with the girlish looks and hairstyle again, but it was very well received at the time. Um, I think this, like, 2009 was the year where Korean music was especially hitting big. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that makes sense. Uh, and the male voice in the song is Zico. Yeah. Which no one knew at the time, but um, the guy who produced this song, I think, was on the same label as Zico at the time. Mm-hmm. So that's why his voice is there. Because, like, all the comments under <laughs> on YouTube for this video were like, oh, my God, that was Zico? I thought so. <laughs> uh, then she came out with a single called Nagging which featured 2AM's Lim Suong. And this peaked to number one on the digital charts. Um, It was the theme to season two of the variety show We Got Married. And it did very well at the music shows. And then we have her next EP, which is called Real, which was released on December 9th, 2010, uh, with the title track and music video Good Day. This was where, like, her career really started to take a turn. Really, like, elevated her to the next step. Uh, The up-tempo song, as explained by the lyricist, is about a shy girl who is nervous about expressing her feelings to the boy she likes. Um, During the album's promotional period, IU also topped the charts in the music programs, and both the lyricist and, and composer considered the main factors of the song's success to be the use of the word opa, in the chorus, as well as the three high-pitched notes that IU sings. So everyone talks about that when they talk about this song, is her, like, three high notes that she does. Um, She hits them perfectly. They're really hard to do, and she always gets praised for that specifically. Um, IU's fan base also expanded to a more um, varied demographic as compared to other K-pop groups at this time, which was great. How did you like Good Day? I I was cracking up when she like walked into the store carrying a parrot. Yeah. And I was just like, what is happening? Right. You're and then like, she why? puts the parrot down on the table on the like counter. And she's standing mm-hmm. there staring at the like the guy that she wants to talk to. Right. And doesn't mm-hmm. say anything. And then out of nowhere, you just hear the parrot go, Opa. And she's like, <laughs> oh, my God. It was so funny. I was cracking up because she was just like why betrayal like just betrayal and horror on her face um exactly it was really good like i loved the like uh random people that were like playing musical instruments that kept showing up in the video Mm -hmm. which was really funny and i love uh i feel like i swear i've seen the like dance that she does on the rooftop Uh uh-huh like i've seen it before i'm sure it's very very popular it's um it's one of those points in her career that a lot of people like got to know her and the song did very very well it's it's a really good song and like she's she's so like i don't know just precious as hell like i don't know how else to describe it she's very cute um then we had her extended ep for this which was called real plus uh this was released february 16th 2011 And the title track and music video for this was called Only I Didn't Know. And 
This was composed by singer-songwriter Yoon Sung with lyrics written by Kim Anna. Anna? I, I hope that's right. Um, who also did the last song. Uh, Yoon San wrote the song for IU after spotting her momentary sad expression on a television broadcast. The ballad's tone was a departure from her more recent releases, with IU describing it as dark, sad, yet nostalgic, which is closer to her musical preference. Um, also, there's like a couple of versions of this music video. There's one with like just IU. And there is one with, like, a whole storyline with, like, other actors. Mm -hmm. And there's, like, a girl, like, in a mental hospital. And there's, like, a whole, like, storyline to it. Um, But I think it was, like, I think it was longer. So I just sent you the IU one. Um, This debuted at number one. So this is, like, the beginning of her not just climbing the chart, but, like, starting at the top. (laughs) Um. Then we have... Oh, sorry. How did you like this one? <laughs> this one was really good. It was really sad. Yeah. Um, I was reading through, like, the comments, and someone was saying that this music video is about, like, um, a girl who, like, uh, either, like, broke up with her boyfriend or, the like, lost somebody that she loved and, like, couldn't handle it um, mm-hmm. and put herself in a mental institution, which is, like, where you see her pretty much through the whole video yeah god it was really sad it was really good though this is probably like one of my favorite songs from her it's very beautiful yeah Mm -hmm. um all right next one is called last fantasy this was her second album and this was released november 29th 2011 with the title track and music video you and i this album was released with two versions like a regular one and then a storybook one Billboard said that this album had a very cinematic feel and You and I became her most commercially successful single at this point. Um, how did you like this one? This one is really good. Mm-hmm. She's just like really, really great in like every music video that she does. And all the concepts are like very well thought out and stuff. And yeah. I don't know. She's like, this one has a lot to do with like time and stuff. It's got a lot of time travel elements and we'll talk probably a bit more about that as we go on. Mm -hmm. So just to give you kind of like the story, like a very rough story of this one. So she's the um, granddaughter of the person who owned the shop and her grandfather had started making a time machine and... For some reason, I don't I don't really know why. For some reason, this boy who she likes is asleep and she can't wake him up. And so she takes care of him, looks over him, tries to wake him up. Um, she fantasizes about one day that they'll be together. It's kind of this like impossible love kind of theme. And that she's trying to finish the time machine in order to go to the future when they can be together. Mm-hmm. because they obviously can't right now there's like a set time for when they're supposed to meet but after waiting and waiting and waiting she like can't wait so by the end of the music video you see her finish the time machine and right as she's like the machine's working to like take her to the different time he wakes up 
And then he wakes up to see her, like, essentially disappear in the time machine. So then he is like, uh, wait, what? <laughs> Lovely. Yes. So the time that they were supposed to meet that is marked in this video is, um, I think it's December 2019. Yeah. Which comes into play later. Yeah, it, there's a sequel to this exactly. music video. Then she did uh, Spring of a 20-Year-Old, which was released May 11, 2012. And this was an EP with the title track Peach, which she self-composed. Um, her schedule was super packed preparing for her tour, so she actually did not promote this as normal. Instead of doing a normal music video she instead put together a 26 minute vlog type video that featured her songs peach and every end of the day and uh she said she was inspired by fx solely to uh when she wrote the song peach and wrote the lyrics to peach while thinking of uh her from a male perspective oh sully isn't that cute like hey best friend um i want to write a song about you <laughs> um for her accomplishments over the past year iu won two awards at the 2012 soul music awards uh last fantasy was named record of the year while she was among the 10 musical acts who were awarded the main prize at the korean music awards good day was named song of the year and best pop song while she was named female musician of the year um, Billboard magazine named IU as one of the hottest mu musicians under 21 years old in 2012 for her unique charm and undeniable hits that have made her into a bona fide superstar. So truly just like skyrocketing in her career. Um, then we go into Modern Times, which is her third full album released October 8th, 2013, with the title track and music video Red Shoes. Um, it was described to be a big shift from the young singer's K-pop roots that showcased a more mature and sophisticated sound and image than her previous work. IU composed and wrote two out of the thir two <laughs> out of the album's thirteen tracks, which ranged from swing to jazz, bossa nova, Latin pop, and folk genres. Billboard described the album as one that features throwback vibes from with a modern twist, a la Christina Aguilera's Back to Basics record, with IU proving to have musical sensibilities well beyond a typical 20-year-old. What did you think of Red Shoes? I really liked this music video a lot. Like, this mm -hmm. song was really good because it's really funny because it, the, it sort of tells the story about a girl who she, like, died and her ghost is in the, the movie that mm -hmm. the guy is watching who has been in, like, multiple um like roles in different um uh different uh k dramas with her like i just watched a k drama yeah. with iu and he's in it with her mm -hmm. he's uh he was a model and i think he's also a singer and an actor yes yeah he was the and clearly her friend yeah he's <laughs> i think they're they're probably friends. He was the he was the like uh, lone shark bad guy in my mist my mister, and then he was the lead in WWW as well, mm -hmm. and like some other stuff too. Um, but anyways, this uh, he plays this video, and like the girl puts on these red shoes that lets her like step out of the movie and into reality, and like 
she's able to like be a part of reality again until he takes the shoes off and swaps them for a different color. And then the red shoes become jealous of her wearing different color shoes. And they basically like come to life. They become sentient and like try to pull her back into the world, which they do. And she ends up back in the, the black and white film that she came out of. Exactly. I thought this was, it was very well produced uh, everything really, but the video was really fun. Um, they had to like do that, like proper performance with all the dancers and everything in the black and white. And then when it obviously came to color, it looked really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was like that part where they were like introducing like the different characters almost. Yeah. I thought that was really funny. Um, it was almost like they were starting off a drama. I was like, I kind of want to see this drama. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's so many of IU's music videos that I'm like, I, I need this drama. Where's this drama? <laughs> I mean, it's very clear that there is a reason why she's such a sought after actress as well. Like why she stars in so many dramas. Like she's been in way more dramas than I thought she had been in. And I didn't even realize it until I was watching her in my Mr that she'd been in like a couple other ones that I like seen clips from and mm-hmm. some of the ones that I want to watch like Hotel de Luna which is the last yes. one she was in. Yes, everyone talks about Hotel de Luna a lot and I really want to watch that. Anything else? Um I don't remember what video it was on. It's probably later, but like somebody kept cracking jokes in the comments about her age. Because, like, she doesn't age, like, ever. But, like, she has videos that are titled, like, after her age, right? Like, which is, like, like 23, 28. Like, she has eight. Mm -hmm. But then, like, they put her age, right? Like, she's, like, 25 in one minute. Like, 23 in one, 25 in another, (laughs) 28 in one. And then in My Mister, she says that she's 30,000 years old. And then in, like, Hotel... Hotel de Luna. She's 1,300. And then somebody put eight. It's forever young. And I was like, yeah basically yeah because if you look at she like doesn't she's like in the group of like you know like keanu reeves and paul rudd like the people that Mm -hmm. don't age like iu is one of those people like she looks exactly the same that she did like when she was younger and like how she looks now i know some people are like she almost looks younger now oh i saw that comment someone's like how is it possible that she's like de-aging like she (laughs) looks younger now than she did two years ago and i was like accurate Exactly. Uh, Then she came out with Modern Times Epilogue, which was like a repackaged album. This came out December 20th, 2013, with additional tracks Friday and Pastel Crayon. Uh, Friday was composed by IU and was supposed to be in Modern Times, but instead was placed in the repackaged album. Friday was so popular that it charted number one and won the music shows without IU doing any live performances. Dang, girl, get it. Yeah. Um, did you enjoy Friday? Was that one of the videos I, you sent me? I believe I put Friday in your playlist. Oh, this is the one that I told you that I really liked. Um, how this was the other video with the guy. Yes. With the actor guy. Um, But I really, really liked how her vocals sounded with the other Mm -hmm. singer that was in it. Sounded really good with her, for sure. And it was very clearly like, he likes IU, but IU clearly likes, you know, the other guy. And 
he has to like essentially watch them be in love while he's <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> it's it's kind of like if you think about it like the way that the lyrics are written and like the way that the song is it seems like she only ever gets to spend friday night and the weekend with the other guy or just friday with him where she spends mm-hmm. monday through thursday through most mm-hmm. of Friday with the other guy. So he has to like, he gets to spend all this time with her and then he has to watch her go be with this other guy for three days and then come back to him like every yep. single time. So. Exactly. Oh man, that's heartbreaking, isn't it? It is really heartbreaking. It's such a good music video though. And it's a really, really good song. And I know that she, I was watching some other videos or something where she talked about how she doesn't like having long straight hair. She loves the bob cut or like mm-hmm. the short style hair, which she looks really good in like every possible hairstyle, which is clearly yes. unfair. <laughs> um, then she did a cover album called Flower Bookmark. Uh, basically, like I used to do a ton of cover songs. And people loved them so much that she put out an entire album of cover songs and did it all up proper. Um, this came out May 16th, 2014. Basically, like the Korea Times uh, s- received it very well, saying it's a pleasant calming respite the mainstream music of today's times. Praised IU for her reinterpretations. Um, saying, for every track, IU keeps a careful balance between preserving the song's original sentiments and altering the original with her own color and arrangements. After Not Spring, Love, or Cherry Blossoms, which was a song that she did with a group called High Four, uh, top Billboard's Korea K-pop Hot 100 chart, IU became its all-time chart leader with five number one songs, and the artist who has spent the most number of weeks at number one since the chart's creation in September 2011. Dang, get it, girlfriend. Um, then she did an EP called Catshire, which was uh, put out in October 23rd, 2015. Uh, the title track and music video for this was 23. IU asserted greater creative control on the album, writing the lyrics for all seven tracks, as well as the physical album's two bonus tracks, and composing music for five tracks either individually or collaboratively. She was also credited as the album's executive producer. Many praised this album for being so personal and showing her maturity as an artist. Um, And instead of doing music show performances, she did a national tour. All right. So, yeah. What did you think of 23? I, I really liked it. So it's really funny because a lot of people in the comments were talking about, like, how bold she was because she wrote an entire song about herself. And, like, put that out there. And people were like, dang. And I was like, what? Most people are told to, like, write about what you know. Who knows, like, yourself better than yourself? So. Exactly. And she's reflecting. Yeah. She had things to say about what she'd been through for the last 23 years. And it's a great song. It's a great music video um, that she puts out. And it's it's a good song so i don't like i don't think she does she know how to write a bad song i don't think she has a bad song (laughs) i don't think so no all right i liked how this video kind of had a very alice in wonderland kind of style to it 
and the fact that it's called Catshire, like or Catshire, or you know, kind of falls into that. I feel like it. That was kind of cool. It could be like a play on Cheshire, like yeah, exactly. The Cheshire Cat. The next album that came out is called Palette. Uh, this is her fourth album, which came out April twenty first, twenty seventeen. The title track and music video for this is called Palette, which features uh, G Dragon. Uh, three singles from the album were released earlier. The lead single, Palette, featuring G Dragon from Big Bang, as well as two pre release singles, Through the Night and Can't Love You Anymore. Um, how did you like Through the Night? Or, sorry, Palette, actually. How did you like Palette? Palette was really good. It. I don't know. It was just like, it's such a good song. And like, um, her collab with G dragon was pretty great. Um, Mm -hmm. I liked the, um, the fact that it was like about her being 25. Yeah. And basically just be like, she was basically just like listing things about herself that she liked as well as, like, oh, like I like like I prefer the color purple over pink and you know, I I like this and I like that. And she even specifically says in the song, I think, like, I prefer my hair short rather than long. Oh, that's where I got it. Was from this song. Yeah. Where she said that yeah. she preferred her hair short, not long. Exactly. And so she's kind of just like it's like marking a moment of like I'm twenty five I think I'm finding myself like she I think she in the song she basically says like I think I know who I am or I think I'm starting to know who I am Mm -hmm. and kind of like just basically stating that she she feels like she's finding herself she has these lyrics where she says like I know you hate me she's like but I got this like I can do this Mm -hmm. and uh, she's like, I got this. I, tr- I'm truly fine is what she says. And then she says something like, I'm finally, I think I like, now I know who I am a little bit, which mm-hmm. is really good. And I like that she, that's basically like her going, like calling out all the things that they make her do or like want her to do, but she doesn't want to do any of them. And I really liked when she was just like in a white shirt and jeans with her hair and like yeah. a half ponytail dancing against the wall. Yes, that was so cute. It was really good. Like, she's really owning herself and, like, saying, like, this is who I am and I don't care if you hate me. Like, I know you hate me, but, like, it's not going to change what I want to do because, like, that's just who she is. And she did a great job with it. Like, she's, like, just amazing. She really did. Um, One comment she actually said, the the inspiration that she got for, like, palette being the title of the album and the song is that i think she was she was either in an art class or something and she found herself more drawn to the palette rather than the painting mm-hmm. and found that there was there was beauty in even that like there was there was beauty in all the different colors and the marks and the swipes and you know she said she kind of approached that in her way of music being that like yes we can like enjoy the final product but we can enjoy the thing that kind of made that as well and i think that's kind of like the artistic approach that she went to in making this this album how did you like through the night this song hits 
differently now. Oh my god. I feel like because it's very like the music video is very aesthetic, but it's like very simple too. And like mm-hmm. what she's the con like what she's singing about, like it is it is a very, very beautiful song. But if you think about the things that she's like lost in her life like the song hits differently and i also noticed that she had the like she hit the she had the two real recorder Mm -hmm. thing and it reminds me of the memory recorder that she has in the music video for eight exactly also and i was just like i was reading through some of the comments and people are just like this song is so beautiful. I love her voice. Like, it's so simple. It's so gorgeous. But, like, this song hits so differently now, I feel like. Um, Definitely. But it's it's very, very good. Like, she is, she has such a beautiful range of inability of, like, being able to do these, like, sad, like, not even if they're intentionally sad, but, like, these these beautiful ballad songs and then like she can do the fun pop and then rock songs and jazzy songs but like she even said like this is her favorite type of song right yeah like to me it just sounds so so pure Mm -hmm. and just her vocals and it's so like crisp and clean and it just shows off her vocal range vocal range i'm having trouble talking today um, I did pull a comment from YouTube that I thought kind of was a great interpretation for the song. It says, she had insomnia since 20 years old. One interview talked about how she wrote this song so that others, um, at least others, can have a good night's sleep. She was jealous of others who slept easily at first because she felt like they were leaving her alone in the long night. But later, she used to get, or sorry, she gets used to not being able to sleep. She realizes that allowing others to sleep is also love, and that's how she wrote this song as well. All right. So it's kind of like it's like the sweet lullaby that like she's singing to to us as we fall asleep. Because a lot of people in the comments were like, "I listen to this as I fall asleep because it's so beautiful." Um, but she herself like can't sleep, and so even though she's like jealous of that, she's like, "This is me showing my love to you by." helping you sleep it's very sweet okay then yeah um <clears throat> then we i included a music video for the song ending scene and it's because it's beautiful and it made me like near cry and i wanted to know your thoughts <laughs> it's really pretty like it's very aesthetically well done and the song is just like sad well, it's like it's very clearly like a relationship between two people where one I think IU tries to like basically say I loved you just as much if not more, but because I don't show it in the same way because like they basically show her as like someone who doesn't physically show her emotions as brightly, like she tends to have a bit more like of a straight face. Um she has a more like reserved personality and therefore it caused issues in their relationship where he didn't think that she loved him as much as he did when in actuality she probably loved him more and so when you see them at the end with all the strings um 
where one by one they're being cut, his are being cut a lot easier, which kind of physically shows that clearly, even though he said he loved her more, he was able to move on from her much quick, much more quickly than she was. Dang. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Because it's like, there's like the lyric where it says like my cold expression or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you could tell she's a lot more upset about it that's why like at the very end she like hesitates before she cuts the last cord Mm -hmm. because you know she obviously has a harder time of letting go but boy i just like when i first heard this song i was just like blown away yeah then we have uh, a single that she released called autumn morning uh, which was released september 18th 2017 this was released with no warning whatsoever. It was a surprise to mark her ninth anniversary. Nice. Okay. Well, then we have move on to a flower bookmark two, which was released September twenty second, twenty seventeen. This was again uh, a cover album. Oh, okay, so this is the one that I sent you. Mm-hmm. This had the music video with it for Last Night's Story. Um, that was the one with like the very orange background. Um kind of also had this like french poppy vibe to it i feel like mm-hmm. it is a a song an older song from the 80s and it was popularized in the show replay 1988 mm-hmm. um and everyone like really loved her interpretation of it i also really like the music video because it's got this whole like very quirky vibe to it it's really funny i like her outfit too it's really funny <laughs> Her outfit. I like the the two backup dancers. Yeah. They had they had very like interesting dance moves. Yeah, it's just ridiculous because she's like singing and then they're in the background just like waving their arms and different weird things are <laughs> happening all of the time throughout the music video and they just basically stay in this like one room that's super messy and really orange. Yeah, I just I just loved the whole feel of it. I thought it was really fun. It's a good video. Okay, and then we move into uh, a single that was dropped called BB, I think. I think it's called BB. Mm-hmm. Um, this was released October 2018. It was a single with a music video, and it was a 10th anniversary single. This song had surpassed 1 million u- unique listeners on Korea's largest music site, Melon, only 16 hours after its release. The single peaked at number one on the digital charts and number five on Billboard's world digital song charts. Billboard magazine listed this song at number 87 on its best songs of 2018, explaining the single not only comments on IU's experience in the public life, but it doubles as a universal empowerment anthem, knowing and acknowledging one's worth and personal rights. So what did you think of this song? Um, this song is very good, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, the music video is very interesting. It's like, I don't know, it's very different. It's got a very specific message. So DKDKTV did a very good video on this. And I will include links in our show notes. Um, it's essentially talking to the public and basically saying, listen, you only see a portion or like you see a very specific version of me in the public eye and you know you kind of cross the line when you start getting involved in like my personal life or like you know you can there's a line 
and you can't cross it. And like she says things like yellow card, which is like in sports, a yellow card is like a warning. So in a way, this song is kind of like a warning. Like there's a lot of yellow themes within this song and it slowly moves to red um, or like teeters back and forth between yellow and red because red is like done, right? Like red card is like you're done. So she basically kind of is like, like says things like, listen, I'm a human being and like you're invading on my personal life in a way that I'm not comfortable with. I mean, she's not wrong. She lists a lot of like criticisms that she gets, um, you know, like, why is she, why is she wearing something so out of style or like why does she do this why does she do that and she basically is like hey like listen stop you're making it so i really like don't even want to be out in public anymore yeah because she's i think in the song she mentions like why do i like things that are so out of style or out of mm-hmm. like that are not the the current fashion she's like i just do <laughs> yeah but yeah, she's essentially just like sticking up for herself. Um, but also this song is so catchy. Like I was singing it for hours. And then we move to the next EP, which is called Love Poem, which was released November 18th, 2019. The two notable tracks from this EP are Above the Time and Blooming. Uh, Above the Time, you probably noticed within the music video, very much ties to you and i this music video um it goes back to you know when we last saw her she was uh time traveling to the future in order to be with him um but then he woke up so now he's been having to wait all this time and now he's trying to build his own time machine or whatever and so it shows the two of them in these very separate dimensions and Shows that they're trying to connect to each other in some way. Someone described this series as kind of being like The Lake House, the movie. Ah. Yeah. So it's constantly them trying to like connect to each other, even though they're within different dimensions. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of this like, it's like, we can't be together now and we will be, we will meet one day. But like, in the meantime, we're struggling to like connect you know, to each other and eventually get there. And then within this video, you do see that it's either within some sort of dream or a very specific time where they meet up. They meet up in this very, like, flower garden-y room and they dance together. And it's very clearly, like, a a fleeting moment for them of, like, enjoying each other's time. And then you see in like the present day he's like clutching to his arm where it's like the little clock that she drew on his hand and you and I and um he sees that it's disappearing so he you know starts to like cry and be upset and then we find out that she actually drew a blue rose on his hand when they were in the like garden room and then he wakes up and he realizes he still like has a part of her with him and then we move into blooming, which the whole theme of the video is these blue roses, which blue roses represent an impossible love mm-hmm. because they don't exist in nature. Yes. Um, so the video is very much like you see like the, the there's like almost like an earthquake in the beginning. And we see that within 
above the time where it represents their way of communicating through the dimensions. You'll notice like things kind of shake like an earthquake. So that's supposed to represent one them communicating, but also like your phone vibrating. Mm -hmm. Right. And getting a message. And then you see her run to the mailbox and get that rose out of the mailbox. And that's supposed to represent like a message from this impossible love. And throughout the song, she talks about, um, like blooming and blue and like the color like our colors are blue and gray and what that's supposed to be is is like the eye message colors ah of yeah like the two the two colors going back and forth of your messages is like blue and gray mm-hmm. um so it's very clearly like they're they're two people who can't be together but they're kind of starting to like be together in secret through text message Mm-hmm. And then that's why you see towards the end of the video, she's they're both carrying their balloons towards each other, and then they let them go. Mm-hmm. And then there's like lyrics of like, we're making um, gray bubbles with our thumbs. So that's like when you're texting, the little thought bubble comes up, mm-hmm. or like the te- the te- typing bubble. I just thought that was super super clever, like for both of those videos. Um, like I said, DKDKTV did a fantastic video on, like, all three of these songs and music videos and how, like, the storyline all runs together. So I'll definitely include that link in the show notes. Um, I'll send that to your way as well because I'm sure you'll want to watch that. Yes, because I love their videos. Yeah. I also really just love Blooming as a song. It's completely stuck in my head all the time. It's a good song. I think... I remember, like, our friend group, like, talking about this song. Mm-hmm. Like, because her, I remember people talking about her, her hair is blue in this mm-hmm. song. And, like, how she looked for this comeback. And I was like, oh, oh, I remember. Because it, like, this song came out at the, what is it? Like, right, oh, yeah, yeah. End of the year. End of the year last year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I remember. Yeah, it's, uh super catchy i th- I feel like blooming has this very almost like 90s 2000s like mandy moore feel to it mm-hmm. but like in a good way mm-hmm. i just really really like it it's totally my style i love it um and above the track or above the time see i have it written down so i keep saying it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> above the time uh is just obviously like the continuation of you and I, which people were super stoked for. Like if you look at you and I, people are like rewatching this until the new video comes out. I can't wait. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was very cool. Uh, IU participated in a soundtrack album with the song, give you my heart for the hit romantic and comedy crash landing on you. And the only reason why I mentioned this, I didn't mention any of her other soundtrack stuff because like, this is super recent. A lot of people who are probably just now getting into IU probably know this song, and I love this song, and I just have to say, if you have not heard it, please run and go listen to it. 100% recommend this drama to everyone. It's one of my all-time favorite dramas, for sure. On May 6, 2020, IU released the single 8, featuring and produced by BTS's Suga. Um... It follows IU's previous singles, 23, Palette, which together comprise of her coming-of-age series, and the song's title derives from the last digit of the Korean age, 28, of both singers. We got some thoughts on this song, I know. (laughs) 
Um, I think this is probably like I feel like I've heard other of IU's songs before this mm-hmm. um, without thinking about it. Like, obviously, I watched Crash Landing on You, so I definitely heard uh, Give You My Heart. Um, but this was the first song that I like paid attention to, which like her comeback. Yeah. For Yeah. Because beca- it's it's dumb because we're like because we are BTS fans. Like mm-hmm. when they said that Suga was uh, both featuring and producing the song, I was like, cool, I'll definitely like take a look. And then realizing that I was dumb and not listening to the rest of IU's stuff, which then I went back and did, which a lot of people have done, actually. Like I noticed oh, yeah. a lot of comments are like, oh, who's here after eight? And it's like yeah. all the like they're going through and like re like watching all of her videos, listening to all of her songs. Um, but this song is like very very good like she did a beautiful job um with talking about where her life has gone up until this point at the age of 28 this song is also very very sad yeah um because um so the song like you don't really understand what it's about until like you like i started digging into the comments and then I realized that this song is actually about two important people in um, in IU's life that passed away. And that's Sully and Jonghyun from Shiny. Mm-hmm. Um, and she represents the both of them in different ways in the music video, right? So uh, the, the dragon, the like bearded dragon or lizard that's in... Like, he's in, like, not an aquarium, but, like, in the glass thing. Yeah. Holder thing. Animal holder thingy that I don't know the name of. <laughs> yes. Um, Like, that's supposed to represent him. And then later on in the animated part, the dragon is what represents him. And then mm-hmm. the girl in the animated girl in white that you see is also representing Sully. And mm-hmm. the IU is the animated girl on the plane. Yeah. So a lot of the lyrics are like, if this is a nightmare, then I don't want to wake up. Like these are yeah. the like her happy memories, and a lot of a part of it is that you see her like interacting with somebody, like with the camera as like a person, and, like different mm-hmm. things in her home, um, and she's singing about how she'll never forget them, but they're happier now in the place that they are because of everything that they went through like in their lives before they passed away so it's like it's a really really sad song but at the same time she's talking about like how it hurts her to see those memories but it's also like the part where she sees the two of them together flying away like Sully and uh, Junghyun flying away um she like is crying, but she's also smiling because they're in a much better place now. And yeah. the part that like really gets you like hard is at the very, very end after when she sits up, like because you see at one part where she like is laying there and she's like restless and you see a tear, like a single tear uh, fall oh. down. And then she like sits up and she gives this like soft smile to the camera but then her expression changes to this like cold, hard stare at the camera. Yeah. And it's well, are you happy now is kind of playing in the background. Yeah, it's it's 
It was a beautiful way of her representing two very important people to her and also like getting her like saying what she wanted to say and like Suga's rap was really really good and like there's different aspects in it like there's like you know like when you on an airplane and it says um buckle your seatbelt like up mm-hmm. at the top it said uh electronic devices off instead to represent mm-hmm. like all of the messages and the different things like hate messages and different things like that that yeah that you know she got and that the other two got a lot of and yeah it's like other people have different interpretations of the video that they don't think that that's what it means but like dkdktv went into something talking about the video and the different representations in it and then so form of therapy also did as well like mm-hmm. his interpretation of the video was pretty spot on as well with what other people thought in the comments like the comments were heartbreaking oh yeah on the video and it was it was very beautiful and then like later on she uh released like uh kind of like an acoustic version of it of her singing it live and she sang suga's part which was Mm -hmm. like beautiful it was it was so good yeah it's it's a very meaningful song and a lot of people like had a lot of like this song means a lot to a lot of people so yeah it's really good. It's very, very good. I thought I can't, I can't wait to hear like her next song, of like her age. Like I love this coming of age series. Mm-hmm. You know, you have twenty three, we, we which we didn't really talk about, but um, there was some stuff about twenty three that was a lot about that age where between a girl and a woman, she talks a lot about kind of being stuck between being a girl and a woman, and kind of like her herself not knowing what to be um she obviously had this very public image of being korea's little sister and a lot of people viewed her that way as being this little girl and you know she's 23 like so she's a woman she has you know ambitions and she has a life she wants to live and she's a grown adult and she obviously like strives for things in adulthood but at the same time at that age it can get a little scary being an adult and so you kind of do sometimes want to revert back to being young and carefree and whatnot um so you have that kind of internal struggle and then you have palette where she's kind of becoming like okay with herself of who she is she's becoming more settled and comfortable and then you have eight which is her going through a lot of heartbreak at that specific time in her life so i would i would really love to see her keep going and moving forward through this series of in a way marking time kind of like in a diary of like this is where i am at this moment in my life Mm -hmm. because i think those are some of my favorite songs from her is kind of just her reflecting on her life and how she feels about it i look forward to more iu so so, Katie, do you have a favorite song from IU? I do. Yes. <laughs> uh, my favorite song is Eight. Yeah. And uh, BB and The Red Shoes. Those are probably, like, my favorite songs. Because I haven't listened to, like, obviously, like, her whole discography mm-hmm. yet, which I should. Um, but, like, out of her title track songs, like, the ones that I watched in the music videos, like, those are probably my favorite ones. No, I, I'm kind of the same. There's so many title tracks and such 
I mean, I've listened to a lot of her B, you know, uh, B tracks, but not thoroughly. Probably like eight, eight palette blooming are the top three. <laughs> nice. Yes. Uh, how about your favorite music videos? Uh, I really liked uh, the Red Shoes music video was really, really good. Mm-hmm. And I really liked it's the song that she's singing sitting in the room through oh, the night. The, yes. Through the, through night. the night. That's like one of my favorite music videos that she did. And also Friday. Mm-hmm. I really, really liked Friday. Um, and eight, like eight yeah. is such a good music video. And it's... I love how they seamlessly like put the animation in with the live action. Like mm-hmm. just, I really like eight on levels that i can't describe my favorite video we actually didn't get a chance to talk about it's the the vlog type video ah yes i really really enjoyed that um it's very very different i've never really seen someone kind of do something like that where like they talk about in the video how the concept of that era is real plus fantasy and that's very much what this video is. You start off with her being like kind of very casually interviewed. And you see like B-roll of her like doing a photo shoot and like going to travel to Venice and hanging out on her own in Venice. But you also see bits of fantasy where it's her with a with a guy that she likes. And like that's when you see like the music video bit where it's like her and this guy and you don't really see like the guy's face or anything, but you see them having like this cute little date across Venice together. And then it goes back to her, like kind of waking up on the bus and then it's back to her like more reality. So it kind of plays with that whole like real plus fantasy thing. And it's also just super beautiful. Like when she's like just playing on her guitar and she's like playing the flute and it's just got this whole vibe that i really dig i thought it was very artsy and very like deep they did a really good job with that it's like a 26 minute music video which was Mm -hmm. like i didn't really understand what was going on at first and then i was like okay i get it and then like the end i really like at the end because the guy that she was fantasizing that she was on this trip with was the, like, assistant to the photographer or whatever. The one who gives her the photo mm-hmm. before she leaves the photo shoot. And he, like, wrote something on the back which she didn't know about until after she's, like, on the boat thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when she gets back to the... To the... To the... To like, where they're staying. or whatever, yeah. Yeah, that they're staying in Venice. They were like, oh, we thought you were gonna make it. And then you see her... Mm-hmm. like and see she's very him subtly like oh oh oh, <laughs> you, oh you're here and i like where she like just says excuse me your shoes untied mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, that's very cute and then leaves i thought it was very sweet i really really love uh i love the style of palette and just seeing her like in all the super cute outfits and then oh, i'm trying to look up the exact name ending scene i just was totally blown away by ending scene especially like the later half of her career i feel like she just really 
she truly becomes an artist in every capacity. Mm-hmm. And she starts to obviously take a lot more like control over the creative aspects of her art. And I think that's really great because it's very true to her and it's honest and like she's very good at it. And you see each video just progress more and more into something very, very beautiful. Awesome. So we've talked quite a bit about this, but we've really only scratched the surface of IU. Um, If anyone was interested, I would definitely be down for covering more of her work. I I watched a whole drama with her in it like a week ago. Exactly. I mean, I would be super down to like do a second part where we talk about her acting as well as like her soundtrack songs and like maybe some of her feature songs because... The first IU song that I actually heard was not even her song. It was Zico's. Oh no, yeah, it was Zico's song featuring IU. Ah. That was the that was the very first time I saw IU, and I actually thought it was her song for the longest time. Oh, that's funny. I know. I don't know why, but I was like, I was searching for. It. I was like, where is that song? And I realized it wasn't hers. It was just one she featured on. But she's featured on a ton of people's albums. So. It would be really fun to just like kind of go through that, but who knows? That'll be something that maybe if the audience tells us they like it, we'll do that. Mm-hmm. Any final thoughts before we wrap this up? Just listen to her stuff, watch her stuff, pay attention to her stuff. That's all I got. And and if you catch videos of her on TikTok, which I do all the time, watch her the way she interacts with her bodyguards and her managers is like the sweetest most impossibly adorable thing ever because i you can't she doesn't like to yell or something Mm -hmm. so when she tries to talk to her fans she usually whispers to have her bodyguard do it for her and his face is always really funny because he hates doing it but he'll do whatever basically whatever she tells him to do and he like the one that i saw was like she's like tell them i'm fine he's like she's fine she's okay (laughs) <laughs> like tell them that I miss them. She misses you. It's really funny. I I did watch that earlier, and there was like a part where she was saying, um, "To all the miners, please go home soon. Your parents are worried about you." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so sweet, and like the way she interacts with like her staff, and the way that she interacts mm-hmm. with like her bodyguards and her manager and stuff. It's like they're definitely more like family. She's the sweet. She seems like she's like the sweetest person ever. And yeah, I love her. I would agree. I really like, I really fell in love with her, like prepping for this episode. It was very, very nice. I very much enjoyed doing this. And I hope you all did as well. And I think that's going to wrap it up for this week's. Uh, episode of You Can't Stop Me Loving K-Pop. The show notes for this episode and every episode can be found on our website, anchor.fm slash lovingkpoppodcast. Feel free to reach out to us via Twitter or Instagram by using the handle at lovingkpoppod. And in fact, we've been doing some unboxing videos on Instagram. Please check them out. Thanks, Katie. What, what? Uh, Make sure you give us a follow. And if you want to chat with us in real time, you can join our Slack workspace or our Discord server. Invite links for those will be included in our show notes. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and basically every other podcast app out there. 
And be sure to stay tuned to the end of the episode to hear a promo from all of our shows on the Geek2Geek Media Network. And don't forget to visit geek2geekmedia.com to find out more about all of our network's podcasts and streamers. And until next time, bye. bye. When toxic culture has you down, when you're just looking to laugh and have fun, kick back and enjoy watching a video game, or just make some new friends, it's time to visit the Geek2Geek Media Network, a community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community. All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like video games, Star Wars, comics, Movies, K-pop, Disney Plus, Keanu, Keanu Reeves, New, or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep. And each other in real time. And we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes. Keanu.